Welcome to the After Hours Entrepreneur, where you're going to learn how to create better content in less time and turn that attention into income. I'm Mark Savant. Let's start the show. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to The Lab. Video and YouTube have become a major, major part of what I do as both a business owner and creator. And I think that a lot of times video becomes very scary. People don't know how to get started or they get started and they find out it's too much work or they're not getting the results. There's a lot of reasons, I think, why people don't get involved in video, but video and YouTube, I think, are, I hate to use the word underrated because I think people put a huge premium on it, but let's let's be honest. If you want to have success as a business owner, you have to, have to, have to be creating compelling video content that solves a problem for your viewer. If you're not creating video, if you're not learning how to create video for your business, your, your business isn't going to go anywhere. So what I want to do is after 150 episodes, after one year of the After Hours Entrepreneur, I want to highlight some of the best creators from the show. And I want to highlight certain things that they said that really stood out to me and have really helped me in my video content production. So I'm going to highlight six of the best video creators on the field in the entertainment business, in the education business. Without further ado, let's get into our first guest who is Benji Travis. And Benji Travis is the has been on YouTube a long time. He's got billions, I think four or five billion views on YouTube. His channel Video Influencers, one of the biggest and best where he teams up with Sean Cannell. He's, he, he manages a lot of different channels, so I'm not going to shout out all of them, but Video Influencers is a big one. Uh, Benji Travis is the man. And today, he's going to share the videos that you as a business owner, these are the first videos you need to make. So if you're saying to yourself, Mark, I want a video. I know I need to have video, but I don't know where to start. Benji's going to break down the first few videos that you need to get started. Let's take a listen to what Benji has to say. What are like the first several videos that I should be creating as a business owner to make sure that I'm getting my name out there, I'm getting my brand out there, that I'm getting my message across? What are the first couple of videos that I need to have? Well, number one, the easiest one, and it's kind of selfish, but it's necessary, is talk about what you do as a business, what sets you apart. Um, don't talk about how they can get in contact with you or you know, necessarily what your services are. Talk about why you care about this business, about this industry. Talk about your experiences that matter to the potential client or customer. Um, I I think that's important as a business. Secondly, start answering people's frequently asked questions. Years ago, when I first started, I was actually a real estate failing at the time, I might say, right? And so I was just helping my wife, you know, like behind the scenes as I was not doing so well in real estate because during the real estate crash, but I definitely finally started a real estate channel and my strategy was like, hey, I'm just going to answer all these frequently asked questions that people have about buying and selling homes. I'm going to put it out on YouTube and Facebook. So I'd say about a year and a half, two years later, I was landing the biggest deals I had ever landed in real estate. I got one of the biggest accounts. We're talking 100 plus properties in a year. And it all just started with answering frequently asked questions. So of course, I had the kind of channel trailer to talk about what we do and what we offer but also i was talking about hey this is what you have to do to find a good agent in your area this is how you apply for a loan or this is how you inspect a bank owned property so ask yourself as a business person what are free pieces of content or and or questions i can answer or problems i can solve for people in video format and start putting that out there and so i'd say a third thing you can do is look at how other channels or uh 
uh, utilizing YouTube. So type in the things that are relevant to your business or your services or your products. Find other entrepreneurs, other businesses that have channels and see what they're doing. And I would start learning from them. So I love how Benji is not talking about selling stuff. He's explaining how to properly describe yourself and your business and what you do and how you help people. I think that at the top of your, what we call sales funnel, when people are just getting to know you, that's what you want. You want people to walk away knowing exactly who you are and what you do. For example, Mark Savant, I run a digital media agency. I help business owners create better content in less time and turn that attention into income. That's what I do. So you need to be really clear on what you do, who you help, how you serve them. And the sooner you get that going, the better. And if you can use video, the better. All right. So let's get into our next guest here. Who's Justin Brown. He's the creator of Primal Video. And he has, I think, 1 million subscribers on YouTube right now. Really spectacular creator. This whole episode is gas, by the way. So if you really want to step up your YouTube game, you definitely want to check out the full episode with Justin Brown because he breaks down stuff that I had never heard of after three years into YouTube. So definitely something to listen to. But today, what Justin's going to explain is what are the three things that you need to get started on YouTube today? Okay. And even if you're not getting into YouTube, these three concepts are going to hold fast and hold true for you and your business. So let's hear what Justin has to say on how you can get started today with what you've got. Let's take a listen. Justin, do we need to have expensive cameras? Do we need to have expensive equipment? What, what do you say to someone who says, Justin, I want to get into video. I just don't know where to start. What are the first three steps? I'd say the first three steps or the first one is that you already have everything right now. Uh, literally, some, there's, there's some massive videos on YouTube. There's some really successful channels and things, and they're literally just using a webcam or using their phone. But I will say that if you have, the, if you, if you have access to spend any money, then level up your audio first. Uh, so use your phone, use your webcam, grab a $20 lapel lavalier microphone uh, or a little shotgun microphone, whatever it is, just audio is, is almost more important than the video because that's the piece that people need to be able to hear you uh, and consume the content. If the pitch is not that great, um, you can make do, but it's the audio that is the most important piece. So you already have enough. Um, so I think that was two. The third one is just to actually start. Uh, so a lot of people will go and consume courses and content or YouTube, but never actually take action. So uh, yeah, you have everything you need. Grab a microphone uh, if you have the ability to, but you can still get great results without it. So I'm not saying don't, don't start till you've got it but uh, actually go through the motions of making your first videos. Your first videos will be your worst videos uh, for everybody. And then your, the game then is how do I improve over time? And I, I just want to highlight something that Justin said here. Whatever you've got is enough to get started. So get started with what you got. And again, YouTube is free. My first few videos on YouTube were just me holding up my camera, recording myself, learning, doing some basic editing on some free video editing software. And over time, we improve, we improve, we improve each video better than the last. So anyway, I love what Justin said about just getting started. And frankly, any YouTuber that you speak to, any video content creator that you speak to, that's always the piece of advice. Just get started. You know, I like to think of it as going to the gym. As soon as you step in the gym, you're not going to start squatting a thousand pounds. You're going to squat a hundred pounds, then 120, then 140, then hundred. You understand you're going to just get better with each piece of content. And so that's what I love about what Justin has to say. Okay, so let's get into our next guest, Travis Chambers, one, another one of my favorite guests. Like, listen, I've had so many great guests on the show, but Travis Chambers, he's the founder of Chamber Media, which is a social media video advertising company. Basically, he works with big companies like Nordic Track, 
for example, to help them create viral video ads. And he is freaking good at what he does. The company is netting millions and millions of dollars, tens of millions. I don't know exactly how much revenue they're bringing in right now, but they are big time. They are big time, Chamber Media. And what Travis is going to explain today is what the key components to a viral video ad contain. And again, as we're focusing on improving the quality of our video, what he's about to tell you here is really profound. Put down a checklist. And you know what? Even if you're not ready to start recording video ads today, listen to what Travis explains are all present in viral videos. And we're not talking about just having a cute cat playing with a baby. He's going to give you the information that you can replicate to create viral videos. Let's listen to what Travis has to say. Let's go. What are the key components that I should focus on on trying to create a video that's going to give me that virality or that comedic effect? Walk us through some of the important concepts. So the number one characteristic that we have found, and I'm, I've been really thinking about writing, maybe writing a book about this, is unexpectedness. I think it's the most underrated, less, less known characteristic that makes things work. If you read a book like Made to Stick, you, you learn that things that people remember are things that confuse them and that by the end become relevant. And there's a lot of books written about like the purple cow. You don't pay attention to a cow, but you pay attention to a purple cow. What we've learned is sometimes it doesn't even matter how good, how funny, how relevant what you're doing is. Sometimes it's just the randomness of it is what gets people's attention to where it just, there's no reference to what this thing is. And we've gone back and looked at our most successful ads they all have a huge sense of randomness to them. Now, granted, we have a pretty interesting case study or a set of cases to look at because I haven't wrote all of the ads we've made. I've probably wrote or concepted about half of them. And I'm a very random person. I was on Ritalin until college. It's just part of my personality. Sure. When I infuse that, and, and by the way, my randomness doesn't, Oh, it's not always a hit at social situations or in conversations with people. It's often so left field that they're just like, what? <laughs> and it's like, uh, this guy's weird. I don't understand what he's talking about. He doesn't fit into my like keeping up with the Joneses box that I've created for myself. He's not, he's not obeying the social cues that I like to obey. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. But, but when that's in an ad, it works because it just jolts people out of whatever they're doing. So if you're at a bakery, what you have to do is not necessarily be the funniest. You don't have to have the best jokes. What you have to do is be the most unexpected. And I love that. That's unexpected. This is extremely difficult because our whole lives we're trained to follow patterns and programs and we're supposed to learn the way things have been done. And so it takes a very rebellious personality to do that. And so if, if you are a bakery and you want to make something unexpected, find one of the weirder, more rebellious out social outcast out of the norm people you can and work with them on a script and bring whatever they're saying into reality to make it relevant, but try to do something that's just the stranger. It sounds when you say it, the better concept it's going to be. So a good example is pool fence DIY. Oh, it's, a, it's a fence that goes around your pool 
what kind of concept can we make that's going to make someone care about that? Obviously, we can't just make people afraid and we can't say your, your kids are going to die if you don't buy this. Right. We don't like fear-based advertising. We like, we like recipro- reciprocation-based advertising. We, wanna, we want our ads to contribute something to the world, not take away. A lot of those advertisements have caused eating disorders, mental illness, all of those things. So with pool fence, we said, well, let's take an Amish couple who has 50 children and they're trying to keep them out of the pool. <laughs> now, that's not very relevant to anyone. Someone you <laughs> might look at that and say, well, that's an Amish couple. I'm, a, I'm not that. So, But what happened is, is it's so strange and outlandish that people really enjoy that ad. And frequently, it's, people say it's one of their more favorite ads. But when we first had the concept, it was just like, whoa, that is way out there. That is completely out of left field. And I think that's the reason that it worked. Woo. I I can't even do justice to what Travis just explained here. Love Travis, love Chamber Media. You've got to check him out. He has a really, you know, I think he brings the fun and the funny back into business when it comes to social media. I feel like even myself, we get too rigid in what we do. But I love how much fun Travis has. So you definitely got to check out on social media. He's always pushing the envelope with new and funny things. So check out Travis Chambers. Next guest, we have so many great guests. Next guest here is Owen Video, who is big on YouTube. He's essentially a YouTube video coach. He helps people turn YouTube channels into money makers. And he's good at what he freaking does. And so today, he's going to share the four principles of a video marketing campaign and what it entails, you know, and again, I think that when people are first getting started, when business owners are first getting started, A, they're not clear on anything that they do and B, they go for the throat, they go for the sale too early. When really, if you're creating a video marketing campaign, if you're really trying to bring people in, you have to to swoon them, you have to bring them down the funnel, you know, you've got to make sure that you're speaking and bringing in the right people. That's good for them, it's good for you. So let's hear what Owen Video says about the four principles of a video marketing campaign. Let's listen in. I'm a big believer in trying different things. And one of the great things about YouTube is you can go in on the back end, check your analytics, see what's the click-through rate on my, on my videos. That's a a really powerful thing to do. Really powerful thing to do. Yeah. We, we have a four part process. We have, we believe in workflows and YouTube workflows, video workflows are everything. You know, in fact, I was just speaking with a financial advisor right now and he's talking to me about equipment and cameras and things like this. And I say, look, man, your, your camera problem is solved. Go to Costco. Your camera problem is solved, okay? My question is, how are you going to make video manageable, if not scalable, so that YouTube marketing becomes a vital um, tool for business growth and not just a project that you got burnt out on? Yeah. So having those workflows in place is extremely important for a successful you know, video marketing campaign. And we follow four basic principles, okay? You've got to master production. You've got to master the promotion. You've got to master the progress and you've got to master the programming. So let's go into those, right? Programming is your content production. This is what you're going to make videos about and it's how you deliver that content, right? Think of a sitcom. A sitcom like The Office delivers its content in a certain way, right? Um, It opens, there's like a joke in the beginning and then you hear the theme song, then there's a commercial and then they, you know, know, beginning, middle, end, commercial, climax, that sort of thing. YouTube follows a same structure, right? Like you should have like a a hook. 
you should have a bumper and you should have the introduction where you say, hey, welcome to my channel. So having the titles ready and the, and the, the, pro, uh, the, the, the structure ready for your individual videos is, is key. Then you move into production. How are you going to produce these? Who's going to edit them? Are you going to edit them or is live video more your thing? Then we go into publishing and this is my, my it's promotion. This includes publishing, but it also includes sharing it on social media. It also includes, you know, where are you going to publish this video? Mm -hmm. Are you going to repurpose this for Instagram? Are you going to strip out the audio and make it a podcast? This is, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because in, we did a live show, uh, me and my, my good buddy, Nick Nimmin, we did a live show every, uh, every Wednesday for what, like two years on, on Facebook live and on YouTube. And that one live video became multiple like Instagram snippets, right? Three minutes or less kind of thing that we put on LinkedIn and everywhere, but also stripped out the audio that became a podcast. And boy, did we explode that year. You know, a lot of really good stuff happening. Now, at the end of the day, you've got to figure out who does what and how many things you're going to go to. You know, at the beginning, really, I want you to publish on YouTube and maybe repurpose on Instagram. But you have to build into those things. I think a lot of people, they come into this process and they go, oh, I'm going to make videos on YouTube and I'm going to put videos on Facebook. I'm going to put videos on Instagram. That is a heck of a lot of work. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, you are going to get like zero return from this stuff. You know, uh, Instagram is a is a is a is a scourge. It is a battle for attention and you're going to get you'll put that energy into youtube and you'll grow much 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 faster okay and then we we wrap it up with progress okay and progress is your analytics it's looking at what worked and what didn't work and youtube gives you a whole lot of numbers to measure so you need to know what numbers you're going to measure in the growth phase right and then when to recognize you're in growth and then what what numbers to look at for scalability, right? And those numbers change. It's never a lot, but the biggest mistake I see people making here is not looking at their numbers at all. It's more of like a feel it out. Oh, how do I feel about this content? Or this has always worked at the Chamber of Commerce meeting, so I'm gonna try it on YouTube, right? And, and, and there's always a bit of discovery that happens on YouTube, but analytics tell us what to quit and what to double down on. You know, my son, who's building a, a small channel, sent me uh, a picture of his channel stats today, and. And I see his biggest video is a trampoline video. And so I told him, like, you need to make more trampoline videos. And, and why? I said, it's your number one video. And he, he, it, he didn't even think about it, yeah. right? So you have to kind of get that number one video and then make more of those. How do you do that? Welcome back to the programming and the production and the publishing and then the progress, right? And it's the cycle that, that fuels itself. And if you can master those four workflows, you'll, you'll do extremely well on YouTube. Love Owen, love what he's dropping. Definitely make sure to check out his YouTube channel, links below. So let's bring on our next guest, Marissa Romero. And Marissa, I think is awesome. I actually learned quite a bit from Marissa on YouTube. You guessed it, where she has over 100,000 subscribers. And she really focuses on how to set up affiliate marketing campaigns, digital media courses. Really love what Marissa's doing. She's built it all from scratch. Great, great, great individual. And today she's gonna be sharing exactly how she sets up her video sales funnels. And this kind of piggybacks off of what Owen was just talking about in his episode. But let's listen into what Marissa says she uses to grow her YouTube channel, to grow her sales funnels, so they're actually converting. Let's listen in. What's like your top of funnel for your YouTube channel? So when you think about a, a funnel, it's we see it everywhere. Um, but this, before there was online funnels, there's 
well, there's still McDonald's, like the drive-through. The drive-through is the top of the McDonald's sales funnel. Well, actually, a billboard is the top of a funnel for you know McDonald's. When you right. see that billboard and they're like, exit in a mile um, for for this McDonald's, that's the top. And then when you're going through the drive-through, um, you're you've gone, you started going through a buying process, and that's the same thing with sales funnels like you know instagram youtube facebook all of these places where you have a social media presence that's the top of your funnel and so what makes it's i say like a youtube channel is like a sales funnel on crack because it's a different mindset that people have when they're on youtube what they're looking to do is they're looking to solve a problem a lot of them are looking at youtube to make a purchasing decision a lot of people. And so mm. when they see your video that helps them solve a problem, it's like an automatic trust uh, is developed with that person and they they want to know more about you and they want to get on your list and they want to buy from you. And so that's why as long as you know like in your videos how to give a proper call to action to the links in your description, it's very very powerful. I'll tell you what, I love that. And Marissa, you know, one of the things that Marissa does really well on her channel, which we don't really talk about much in this clip is personality. Bring in more of you, whatever you do, whatever your personality slang, give the audience more of you. And that, that's one of the things that I love about what Marissa does. She really gives you a backstage pass to who she is as a person, the business she's growing and how she helps her clients, fans and audience. So check out Marissa on YouTube. But before you go, and again, there's links all below, so check those out. Before you go, I want to highlight one of my favorite guests, another one of my favorite guests, Evan Carmichael. Evan Carmichael is very, very impressive. He built a SaaS company, which he had a nice exit from many years ago, and he started creating content on YouTube. He now has over 3 million subscribers on YouTube multiple channels. He's hosting a lot of rooms in Clubhouse. He has a very unique way of doing things. And what I love about what Evan does is scalability. He really starts with the end in mind. And what I love about Evan is he got really clear on who he serves. Built to serve is, the, is, is how he brands himself. But he got really clear on who he serves and he finds interesting ways and powerful ways to serve them. This is a problem that that I've made on many occasions. I, I before getting clear on the problem that I solve, I create a product, okay? And if you start to make a product or service before getting clear on who you serve and how you can serve them, you have no shot. I'm sorry, I've, I've failed too many times to fall into that trap again. So at any rate, if you're feeling apprehensive about video, if you're feeling apprehensive about what you're doing, Evan Carmichael has a few words. They're gonna get you started on the right path. Let's listen in to Evan Carmichael. What are some key characteristics that we should be looking at to say, Hey, this is working. This isn't working. I want to double down on this. What are some things we should be looking at when it comes to creation? So first off, expect to suck at the start. It mm. took me 350 public videos until I wasn't completely embarrassed by myself. <laughs> Embar like I couldn't watch it back super embarrassed. Like, Oh my gosh, I said that or, Oh, come on. You know, we're so hard on ourselves and took 700 public videos until I inspired myself where I watch the video back, it's like, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm, I think I'm kind of getting good at this. <laughs> 700 <laughs> Only 700. <laughs> uh, so just expect to suck at the beginning. It's fine. It's normal. Like you should suck at the beginning. Again, that doesn't mean you suck as a person. You just don't have the skill sets yet. So uh, create expecting it not to be fantastic yet. It's hard because you know what good looks like. 
because you can watch right. other people's shows. Maybe you love Mark's show and you watch what he's doing. He's like, man, Mark, you're so good. You got the voice, you got the setup, you ask great questions, you got these guests, like, you're so good. You know what Mark's show looks like. And then you go create your own and it's nowhere close. But you're judging against Mark's middle, right? Not where he started. So just expect to suck at the beginning. And it's, it's awesome and reward yourself for putting out something that sucked that you were afraid of. And then you just make tomorrow's better. It's not all about one video. Nobody really cares about episode one, right? Make two and make three and make four and make a hundred and make 200, right? You just keep going. I, I think until you get to a hundred videos, like I, I would commit to making a hundred videos. Don't judge yourself until you make a hundred videos. I'm actually looking at um, pulling my own data and maybe some of my friends who have big YouTube channels and just seeing where they were at a hundred videos. Like mm. at 100, where were you? You know, how good were you? How many subs did you have? Cause it took me five years to get to 7,000 subscribers, five years of making videos. Um, so just expect to suck at the start. The, the other thing I would say is, um, always pay attention to what you have instead of what you don't have. So if, if Mark has seven or 500 subscribers on his YouTube channel, I'm worried about the 500. Like mm. I want to get the best, like, thank you for showing up. That's 500 people. Holy cow. Imagine if you were speaking in an audience and there were 500 people out there in the audience, you'd be freaking out, right? You'd be like a nervous wreck behind the stage. Like, oh my God, there's 500 people out there that, you know, uh, that's how I would always see it. In my first video, uh, in the first year of the video going up, I had three comments on it. My mom was the first one. My older sister was the second comment. And some random guy was a third comment and it's like, oh my God, a random, somebody found my video, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, and, and yes, you can always look and, and listen, I want to grow like everybody else. I want to, I want to hit, you know, we're at 400 something million views. I want to hit a billion. We're at almost 3 million subscribers. I want to hit 10, you know, I, I want to grow. I want to impact. I want to reach more people. I want to spread the message. And it's still much more about who is showing up and who I am serving right now, even if that only means that four people watched your videos, four people who watched your video and one person commented, they took the time, one person to comment. And by focusing on them, they'll actually take you to everybody else. And so I, right. I find that so, and this isn't just a YouTube thing. This is podcast. This is Instagram. This is everything. We're focused on what we don't have instead of the audience that we currently do have and serving them as best as possible. Well, I hope you enjoyed that clip. I hope you enjoyed today's highlight reel. Thanks for being a fan of the After Hours Entrepreneur. And if you know anyone that's trying to get into video, go ahead and share this piece of content with them. I mean, this is why it's here. It's here to help serve you. It's here to help your friends, your family, your dogs, your cats, your aunt, your uncle, your cousins, your next door neighbor. We're here to help you. So anyone you know that's trying to get into video, share this video with them. Make sure that you like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And listen, we are just about to hit the thousand subscriber mark on YouTube. Thank you, all my YouTube fans. Thank you, podcast listeners. Thank you, After Hours Entrepreneurs, for being a part of this journey, for letting me be part of your journey because you got amazing, amazing things ahead of you. I know it. I see it. I feel it. Look, I've been talking too long. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening and for watching. Thanks for subscribing and sharing. I'll catch you next time on the After Hours Entrepreneur. Peace.